Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You don't think that it's time that somebody cared enough to have a dream? Why are you getting so upset? This is not about you. Yes, it is. You are a human affront to all women, and I am a woman. At some point, you got to decide for yourself who you are. Can't let nobody make that decision for you. How do you go about getting an exorcism? I beg your pardon? Hi, this is Mark Kermode. Thanks for downloading this Kermode on Film podcast. Happy New Year to uh, all our listeners. To celebrate the New Year, I'm joined by Jack Howard. Hello. Looking forward to what we're looking forward to in 2020, other than Trump losing the presidency or being impeached, which I think would be the blockbuster hit of the year. So what I did, I looked through the the list of films that are coming up and I've done, I've got some movies down in the month that they're coming out mm-hmm. in, in the UK um, but we don't need to stick rigidly to that I also want to begin by saying that the thing I'm most looking forward to in 2020 is the thing I don't know anything about go on because well no the, it, at the end oh, right. of every year I yeah, mean yeah, genuinely yeah. I know I say this and people think oh he's just saying it I am the thing that I'm always looking forward to is the thing that I'm not expecting. Yeah. You know, that the, the fourth screening on a Tuesday afternoon that turns out to be some masterpiece that you knew nothing about, the film that I only knew the title of. So what was that in 2019 for you? Well, weirdly enough, it, it's something that's actually coming out in 2020, which, okay. is, which, which we'll talk about in just a second, which, which, which is, is opening, I think, in, uh, in January or February. February, I think it is. Um, but it's always the unexpected stuff. I mean, I remember seeing... You know, a couple of years ago, seeing the Celine Ciamar, um girlhood, you know, Bond, and just mm. being completely knocked out by it and not knowing anything about it in advance. So, um, if we look just at the immediate months, because we're now into sort of awards season, so there is stuff coming out in January and February. And I suppose we're building towards the BAFTAs and BAFTAs the Oscars, and Oscars yeah. as well. So. so stuff that's in contention, but some, some of which I've seen, some of which I haven't. So 1917, I, I really enjoyed. So in the future, when you are listening to this, I have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing it at the weekend. But at the moment, it's just, it still is on. It's, it's like maybe out of all the ones that are in contention for the awards, it's the one that I haven't seen yet. Okay. I mean, I really liked it. I'm very, it, very excited about it. It's very experiential. Yeah. You know, it's very much that whole, the, the kind of the illusion of the one-shot thing. Mm-hmm. And of course, it, it, gorgeous George McCarthy, right. who is just great in everything. Yeah. And I think the score's terrific. And Roger Deakins. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong. Right? I know, I know. And, and I, th- I think Sam Mendes is doing this thing where he's sort of following behind... Uh, Christopher Nolan in a very strategic way like I think whether it's intentional or not but Nolan seems to be carving out a path and then Sam Mendes is taking advantage of that I think with with uh, with Skyfall which was basically the Bond's version of Dark Knight and then Mm -hmm. Dunkirk and now this it feels a little bit like he's got that same sensibility Um, and when I interviewed him for Spectre I, I talked to him about the fact that on Spectre was a lot of Christopher Nolan's crew. Yeah. It was a lot of like, it was his mm. editor Lee Smith, it was Hoyter van Hoyter 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 <laughs> who shot it. And mm. I was like, is that a coincidence? Or is, is, and he was like, well, there's only a certain amount of people who can make films like this. And he was yeah. like, I think Skyfall's closer to a Nolan film That's than this is. But I was like, I, I just, just get the impression 
that he's very much taking advantage of the the, the footprints that Nolan is leaving. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he's a wonderful filmmaker. I think American Beauty is one of my favourite films of all time. And he clearly knows what he's doing. But I think that he is looking at original filmmaking like Nolan and going, I'm going to... I'm yeah. just going to piggyback okay, on that okay. a little bit, um, but maybe 1917 is nothing like Dunkirk. I don't um, think I don't think it is at all. They, uh, you know, um, Chris Pine was offered a role in the Nolan film. He said, "No, Dunkirk. Um, it's nothing like Dunkirk." Uh, also coming out, was, I didn't even know that was a joke. <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> Cap just. <laughs> <laughs> that joke's been making me laugh. People be like, people are always asking, like, I can't believe you get to make things with Mark Kermode. What's it like? That. That's what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so also out in January, so tell me if you've seen any of these The Personal History of David Copperfield, Dark Waters, and The Lighthouse. Now, of all of them, The Lighthouse is the one I'm looking forward to the most. I, I'm really looking forward to The Lighthouse. I, when I was in Los Angeles recently, ooh, <laughs> um, I went to go see a lot of people films. People ask me what it's like working with Jack <laughs> That's what it's like. I was having dinner with Ron Howard. <laughs> anyway, I told you I do a thing. I was with, with Joss Whedon last yeah. night. Yeah, oh, Joss, shut up. <laughs> I really was though. Yeah, I'm sure you were. Um, did he? Did he mention me? Uh, no. no, I didn't. But I, maybe I should have mentioned you, and, and that might. Have Why been... would he know who I am? He's got no way. He would know who you are. I think it's I th- very unlikely. I think. Anyway, he would. moving on. Anyway, but like when I was in Los Angeles, I saw a lot of films that aren't out here for a while. Yeah. I was just taking advantage of that and seeing them in their wonderful theaters, which a lot of them still play in film because that's their culture over there. Um, and The Lighthouse is one of the ones that I just didn't get around to seeing. It's okay. one of those ones that I think I'm going to need to see in a cinema, but it also feels like I don't know what mood I'm going to need to be in to yeah. see it. It looks very, very unique. I'm really looking forward to it. Because you really, love The Witch, right? I love The Vavitch, yeah. I thought it was absolutely the great. Yeah. The <laughs> I never figured out why they the, why yeah. they wrote it, but I think, it's, I think that everything about the look of that film is great. Plus, having just seen a few images from Lighthouse, it kind of looks to me like a companion piece to Bait, okay. which is, you know, I think the the real sort of discovery of 2019. No, I mean, I just think he's a brilliant director and mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Rob Pattinson. Anyway. Yeah, so too. anyway, I'm really looking forward to I hear Willem Dafoe's incredible in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw a thing recently about them being scripted farts and I was like, right, okay, okay that's it. I'm interested. Sign me up, sign me up. your beans. weeks, two days, help me to recollect. Moving on to February, and this is the, the, I mean, February is a great month. The three things that I'm interested in in February, Parasite, Little Joe, and Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Portrait of a Lady on Fire is the Celine Seymour, who I was mentioning about seeing Girlhood and thinking, wow, I just mm-hmm. absolutely knocked me out. Parasite. I've seen it. Oh my have you seen it? Yes. It's so good. It's so, and, and here's the worst thing about it. I, what I want to say to everybody is stop listening now. Yeah, totally. Just, just, just see Parasite. Just know that it's good. Just know that it's good. 
I mean, you know, I think Bong Joon-ho is a brilliant director anyway. Me too. But I, I love Snowpiercer. I was so surprised by Snowpiercer. I had the great privilege recently of um, opening up the John Hurt Centre of Norwich and they did a, a proper screening of Snowpiercer, which, of course, most people here have only seen on a small screen. Yeah, me it, too. Because it wasn't theatrically released. Wow, does that film look great on a big screen? Because it, sure. it looks absolutely brilliant. Parasite is just... I mean, it is brilliant isn't it it's you know what absolutely it, brilliant what added to it as well because i saw i saw it in la and it was in a like weirdly a darker theater you know how they, they like they leave certain lights on in theaters yeah this was like pitch black in here <laughs> it was just the screen and you couldn't see anything else and that really added to it just like just like being completely yeah. sucked in by it I just had no idea. I avoided no, all no, trailers. No, 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 exactly. Exactly. I'd avoided everything. I yeah. had no idea what it was going to be. It is so many things. It is so difficult to summarise, but it is exceptional. Yeah, it is. I mean, I was... I think the only thing you can say about it is that it's a social satire in which class, the class warfare element is very, very strongly done. But it's also a movie about which... And without being a spoiler, there's a moment in it that I gasped out loud. Mm-hmm. Firstly, because... I didn't see it coming, but then, of course, I realised that of course I should because the whole film is moving in that direction anyway. I th- I just thought it was genuinely astonishing. I yeah. mean, genuinely astonishing. And at the end of it, I watched it with my son, who was just afterwards went, "Well, that's just perfect." Yeah. He said, "There's nothing wrong with that film. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely perfect." And then it's we just weirdly went, Shakespearean. It's weirdly it's Hitchcockian. Wonderful. It's funny. It's it is everything that you would want to see in a film in one film (laughs) and the other film that's out in february have you seen little joe i haven't so little joe is little joe is what day of the triffids would be like if it was directed by joanna hogg it's like this really kind of low key intense drama about the creation of a plant which has calming capabilities and yet cannot reproduce and you start to wonder whether the plant is actually starting to exert an influence on the people around it or whether they're just quietly going mad. And I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Okay. I really, really loved it. Intrigued. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was I think it was great. I think you'll really like it as well. I don't think it's gonna have a huge audience. It was yeah. a prize winner in Canberra, but I it, but I thought it was I thought it was really fascinating and I I, I said I mean I'm it, it it just you know, every now and then you see a film and it just hits the sweet spot between mm-hmm genres so it's it's not a science fiction film but it's got elements that which i really love haven't you noticed how chris has changed i think little joe's pollen has triggered something little joe changes the people he infects you're starting to notice too aren't you Fear can distort our perception of reality. If I made a mistake, then it's my fault. It seems that this has all been a bit much for you. He frightens me. You're a good mother. But which of your children will you choose? Good night, little Joe. On into March, Quiet Place 2.
Oh yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, is it, so are we are we excited or are we worried? Because no, the first one was so great. It was so great. Uh, no, I'm excited. Do you know anything about Not it? Not a clue. No, okay, me neither. And I don't want to actually. I, I kind of I'm I'm obviously they've made it because it was a huge money maker. They've made a second part because of that. But I was hope, it a huge hit? I think it was. Right, because it can't cost very much money. No. But like it was produced like Michael Bay's like all the yeah, visual yeah, effects were done by James, like, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so like all the visual effects were done by the people who do a lot of Michael Bay stuff which is why I was so shocked by how good the visual effects were yeah, in Quiet yeah. Place I was expecting them to hide more than they were I thought it wiped the slate clean as far as, far as Michael Bay's concerned I thought okay yeah. fine I will forgive you everything because you because of Quiet Place and I, <laughs> not I about everything no not everything yeah. <laughs> I, but I want Quiet Place two to be great incidentally yeah. that same month Peter Rabbit two. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to look forward to. I know. I was wondering what happened to those characters. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, definitely, at the end of the film, I was wondering what... Is what, Donald Gleeson back? I don't know. <laughs> all, I, all I know is that it's That's coming. as far as this bit it's goes. Coming, I just don't, I don't want... I don't care. Yeah. Oh, but also in March... Bond? Yeah, no, March. That's that's April Bond. Is that I think. April? Yeah. So April. I think it's the very beginning of April. Yeah. No time to die. Now, so let's do no time to die. Okay. Firstly, what a terrible title. It's, there's still time to change the title, everybody. Okay. Like we we we'll all be like fine if you choose to d- do a different one. If you call it anything other than no time to die, when which I is heard a that, terrible title. I was like, this sounds like a cheap knockoff video game version of yeah. a Bond film. Yeah. No Time to Die is going to be the last Bond film that Daniel Craig does. I also, I saw the trailer. It just I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Just released. And in the trailer... Just released a month ago from when sure. this goes out. Because yeah. <laughs> we're in a sort of timey we're thing We're back now. in time. Yeah. Um, right. In the trailer, there is a disfigured villain who has an affinity with Bond. His girlfriend has a dark secret. Bond is assumed dead. And I'm like, we can do better than this. And people are obviously saying... Moment, we haven't seen the film. We haven't seen the film. So this is, only, this is only just in the trailer, obviously, but I'm getting an impression. And people are saying to me, it's James Bond, what do you expect? And I'm like, more. better. <laughs> more than this. Because we've seen two times uh, with, with Daniel Craig that Casino Royale and Skyfall are brilliant films in their own right. And it's because they're trying to treat it like... It one thing like we're meeting James Bond and this is what he's doing this time but the ones in between Quantum of Solace Spectre and now No Time to Die look like they are um, referencing other things that we need to so we need to bring something to this film that we shouldn't have to bring that we should be able to come okay. into this cold but still we're basing all of this on the trailer and as we know you can't review a film on the basis of the trailer you can't my problem is but I'm not excited for no, the I'm first not. time I mean, I'm worried I'm wor- I mean I, I, I want it to be good I really of want course. it to be good I really really want it to be good I'm really worried that there is going to be a moment in it when somebody says this is no time to die at which point oh, everyone yeah. can applaud and leave and also it reminds me of Piers Brosnan saying the world is not enough <laughs> Yeah, I he does. Does he actually say yeah, that? Yeah, Electra says, I could have given you the world, and he goes, the, the world, world is, is not, not enough. enough. Do you know the thing about the society of people that sit in cinemas until somebody says the title, <laughs> they, put, they applaud and then leave? <laughs> and that's, that's, it's just, I, I actually can't ever hear the title of a film there without wanting to applaud and leave. <laughs> yes, and okay. then up and out. <laughs> oh, but, but hey, it might be great. It might be great, or it might be fine. Or it might be bad. I really wanted it to be Danny Boyle or Danny yeah, Boyle. But, yeah. um, and I am disappointed that it's not. But then, you know, 
Kerry Fukunaga is a great director. Like, have you you haven't seen True Detective, I imagine. No. Yeah, True Detective was really, really good. Okay. He also made a series on Netflix called Maniac, which I've seen some of, but not all of, and is wonderfully directed. Um, it has a very specific dark, cold tone. So if he brings that type of sensibility to a Bond film, I'll be very interested in just how different that feels. Do you want to know the last two television series that I've seen in their entirety? Go on. Just last week, last month from this, I finished Breaking Bad. <gasps> Finally, wow. And the, yeah. Oh my God. This is so strange to be having yeah, this conversation yeah, yeah. now. I know, it's so weird. But Great, I still, isn't it? I've still, yeah, I've still got to see El Camino. So um, I haven't seen El Camino no, yet okay, either. Fine. Breaking Bad. But the, the the TV series that I saw in total before that was Life on Mars. <laughs> okay. Right. right. That's how far, that's how long ago I watched Mark, the television series. Mark, this year in, in television may be one of the best years in television I've ever seen. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Like, um, when you say this year, you mean 2019? 2019, 2019 yeah. yeah. I think yeah. The, Last year. Yeah. Like, there's shows like on Netflix, like, unbelievable. There was a show on HBO called uh, Watchmen, which is incredible, which okay. is based on the comic book. Yeah. Like, nothing to do with the I film. I know what Watchmen is. Yes. I know I'm out of touch, but yeah. I'm not that out of All touch. All right, yeah. But, like, it's a sequel to that. Yeah. graphic novel yeah, okay. and it's incredible there was a show as well called Euphoria which was brilliant Fleabag yeah. you've heard of and is, yeah, yeah, is brilliant yeah. it is and the filmmaking in television Fleabag I, I mentioned only in really yeah. alright um, she won an Emmy recently that's so that's so cool that, that show is, is is you know is so special yeah. and I think that what I'm loving so much about television at the moment is it feels like everything that people are complaining about on a large scale about cinema I think all the interesting and more experimental filmmaking is actually happening in television at the moment okay um but, on a larger scale but Breaking Bad uh, but Breaking Bad is so good oh, oh my god <laughs> and the, I was I, I was uh, the, the last the last I hope this opens doors I hope this opens doors for you to be able to go and watch Well I interviewed Ryan stuff. Johnson about Knives Out and at that point I hadn't seen Ozymandias and I said you cannot say anything mm -hmm. about Ozymandias because he also directed The Fly he, Yeah he did yeah which yeah, is a, one yeah of my which, I, which ones. we did talk about but, right. but Ozymandias Yeah Oh my god. Anyway, fine. So moving on. Okay, so uh in uh oh <laughs> also, we just talked about Breaking Bad. Also in April, Rocks, the Sarah Gavron film, which has been a huge festival favourite. Oh, in, I've not heard no, of no, this yeah, one. That's that's that that's the film which wherever it's played has absolutely taken the roof mm -hmm. off. That and that's I mean Sarah Gavron's a really interesting director. People have compared it to uh like the Breakfast Club and said it's, oh, it's like really, really, really Oh, I'm so interested. Yeah, then. so and I think she's a really interesting filmmaker and I'm really looking forward to that. Can so I just ask because we're going quite far on now and yeah. I wonder whether or not this would have made it Go on the list. But is Honey Boy coming out next year? Honey Boy is this week, so Honey, right. the, Honey Boy. It's already out. So, yeah, so yeah, okay. Honey Boy. Yeah. What did you think? I loved it. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I. It's it's my second favorite film of the year. Okay. So my of 2019, my films go Marriage Story number one, yeah. then Honey Boy, then Parasite. Yeah, I'm and going those... from here to interview Noel Baumbach. We're good friends. We're very oh, close. Oh, you know? oh, mate. <laughs> Can you just tell him how special that film is, no. please? Uh, from me. <laughs> yeah. No, Honey Boy. Because like... no, you didn't mention me to Joss Whedon. Why should I mention you to Noah Baumbach? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, fine. Right. Okay, um, so yeah, Honey Boy has happened. Okay, already, Honey Boy's so already happened. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, so right, so moving on now to May, the two things that jumped out for me are Artemis Fowl, Legally Blonde three. Oh wow, I forgot. I know, I know. Now I have no idea whether it's going to be any good. I mean, I love Probably Legally not. Blonde. Hang on, have we missed Mulan? Uh, it, that's around about the same. I think time. that's around March. But, but okay, but isn't correct me in this? Hasn't Mulan basically been finished forever? I don't think so. 
Okay. You, what, are you thinking that it's been in like development or something like that? Well, I know they've been fiddling around with it for a long time. What's right. tell, tell me about this is the live action the Mulan, live action right? Mulan. So tell me what, what you're right because in I, my I... time the trailer came out yesterday. Okay. And I have not cared about any of the live action remakes. That and Disney you care about done. this? And I care about this. Okay. Because it Why? looks like it's been made by filmmakers. Okay. It looks like it's been. It doesn't look like a Disney film. Right. Weirdly, it looks like a proper film it looks like it's about what it's about rather than being like we're going to take this and do like a light kids thing okay it looks like an intense version it looks like a proper remake it wow, looks like okay. they're taking the source material and going but now we're going to do this in it and so it's got like a grandiose version of um of the mulan song in the trailer which obviously creates a lot of nostalgia anyway okay. but just the images i was like this because when i saw i didn't see aladdin but i saw the trailer for aladdin mm. and when i watched it i was like this just looks plastic Everything about this looks like there's no personality behind it. And Mulan looks like it's been made by somebody who really cares and knows how to, you know, just simple stuff. Move the camera, block the actors, like create a, a world. It looks like it's been filmed on location. It looks very interesting. And I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out in a serious tone. Loyal, brave and true. It is my duty to protect my family. Ancestors, please protect her. What is your name? Soldier? Hua Jun, Commander. Son of Hua Zhou. We're going to make men out of every single one of you. Close again! Your spirit is evident. But something holds you back. When they find out who you are, they will show you no mercy. I'm Hua Mulan. I will bring honor to us all. Okay, well that that is the the most that that's now a reason for me to be excited because I literally just looked at it and thought, oh, it's another live action. Exactly, movie. yeah. You that's know, that's it, how I was feeling until I saw the trailer. Yesterday. Oh, okay, fine. All yeah. right, all right. So in that case, I, I'll have that. But, but then get to June, Wonder Woman, eight, nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, that I am excited. I'm about. very excited about that. Now you're more in the kind of the comic strip movies world than I am. What do we know so far? Um, we know that Chris Pine is back somehow. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Yeah. <laughs> Because so, um, he's Dunkirk, and the film's called Dunkirk, so he said, "That's a start." Dunkirk, you see, it's, it's like a... <sighs> so we know that he's back in it somehow. I don't know how that's going to work, um, but we don't. We know very little. We know uh, the cast. We know Kristen Wiig is playing a villain in it, which is an interesting casting choice. Yeah. Um, Why is it called Wonder Woman 1984? I imagine it's taking place in 1984. Okay, there we go. Um, that's, I, that's, that's, a, that's another mystery solved. I, I imagine that's my my only yeah. guess but I'm looking know. to you on this is this is this is the world that you you know mm -hmm. you know more about this world than I do so well, I, I'm feeling that this one Patty Jenkins will be given stronger like a, a more free reign yeah. on this one and allowed to do her own thing because I think that last because time because she made such a massive hit yeah, of Wonder Woman yeah and I think the last time it was forced to sit within this DCEU thing okay. that they were doing and now it feels like they're letting that be a bit more loose especially now that we've got Joker and this new The Batman that Matt Reeves is doing that feels like it's this one-off thing as well um, and Wonder Woman 1984 
I'm expecting to be better than Wonder Woman because okay. I actually think that the first one, I don't know what you, your thoughts were. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it I too. I really enjoyed I it. I thought it started off pretty good. I thought the second act was fantastic and I thought the third act was bad. Yeah, but the third act, it, it, was, it, like was, every, it was like every other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I just don't want them to do that with But that feels like a kind of generic issue, doesn't it? It's like mm. you've got all the stuff, all the stuff, all the stuff. Oh, yeah, now there's just a. And we're, what we're talking about now is going to be out of date by the time this comes out because there will be a trailer out. Yeah, so sure. we will know more. Okay. Um, but. We're excited. Yeah, we're at the beginning of December and we're excited. And there's been Jack's seen the trailer and I haven't. But I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so that's uh, in June. Here are the three things that I picked for July. Minions, The Rise of Gru. Just because, I'm sorry, I find Minions funny. I genuinely thought you would be like Tenet straight away. Yeah, and then Tenet and uh, Top Gun Maverick. Right. Okay. So, so but, about... I, but I wanted to say... I don't want to thing. talk about it. No, because you don't think Minions are funny. No, because you're the only person who does. I just... That's fine. Like, I'm not going to judge you for it. it. I okay. just don't want to talk okay. about it. Okay, I know it, it's become this thing, right, that apparently it is really embarrassing how funny I find Minions. It is a little bit. Okay. It's and, like, and apparently, it's like apparently I have to go, he likes Twilight yeah, and, and he, he likes, likes Minions. Minions. Okay, but apparently it's like being the worst dad in the world liking Minions. It's like, you know, I've got Minion socks and apparently that is You're like, not wearing them, are you? I'm not, but I just, just because it was dark when I got up, I would have done it just to annoy. So do you not find the Minions funny? Uh, no, I don't. No, no. I don't. Okay. No, not at all. I, I just, they just make me laugh. Oh well, good. Well, I'm glad you get something out of it. I get a huge amount of it. I mean, I could, I could, I could watch the We're bottom thing like over and over and over again. I just, I still, okay. All right. So, Tenet. Have you seen the teaser trailer for Tenet? No. Because nobody really has, because it was only playing in cinemas uh, ahead of certain films. So I saw it in Canada before Joker, and I forgot that they were doing it. Right. So I just like like tensed up and fully freaked out that I was seeing footage from Nolan's okay. new film. So what do we know? We know that uh, John David Washington's in it, uh, that Robert Pattinson's in it. We know that Tenet is a palindrome, right. so that I think that he's going to be doing another thing again where he's playing with time. Okay. My thing that I'm thinking about is that I'm pretty sure the whole film is probably going to be a palindrome of some sort. Okay. And I've heard that he's been filming action scenes in reverse. And I'm like, okay. sure. Okay, Nolan, do your thing, because I this feels like it could be his. People have speculated that it's a sequel to Inception, and I don't think that's true. Okay. Unless he, because he, in the trailer it said it's time for a new hero, and I was uh, like, okay, I don't think it will be. Howard the Duck. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all ready for that. Um, I'd love it if Chris Nolan made a Howard the Duck movie. I think he'd do it. I think he'd do with a timey wimey thing going. <laughs> and that, would be, I, that would just be that would be great. Okay, so so I, so I haven't seen because I generally try to avoid trailers as much as is possible. Mm. I just know, you know, I, I looked at the title and thought, hmm. But okay, it being a palindrome now kind of makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like Nolan just seems to be able to find new ways of playing with time every single yeah. time that he does something, and. I'm just, I'm just so excited every single time he does anything, and the fact that uh, that this might be another, in the same vein as Inception, in terms of like an action movie on a big okay. sort of sci-fi yeah. scale. I, yeah, you know, and it but will we be, don't know. And it'll be ten years after Inception as well, 
So it's been oh, a long time since Oh, you mean in the real world? In the real world, okay, it's been, it'll, be a, it'll have been 10 years. Wow. Isn't that insane? Yeah, I still think of Inception as fairly recent. But then Me I, too. I, I it think feels like any, one of the most modern blockbusters yeah, I think of, of anything still. this side of the 21st century as having happened fairly recently. <laughs> and in that same month, Top Gun Maverick. So this is, this is more your... Because when Top Gun came out... Mm. I was in my absolutely, you know, militant, this is all fascist nonsense okay. period. And it was only years later, I went to a, um, a there was an academic conference on musicals and somebody did a, did a brilliant paper on how the, the jet fighters are used as musical dance numbers. And they were, they were talking about the cutting of the danger zone sequence. And it just helped you and yeah, it's just watch somebody, it differently. Yeah, it just helped me get beyond the, it's all fascist propaganda gotcha. thing, you know. Because, so, so where are you with Top Gun? So I, I enjoy the first Top Gun kind of, like, I, it's, it's dated in my head because I watch those sequences and all I see is like, oh, you filmed this, but like it's non, it's nonsense. Like, I can't <laughs> tell where anyone is or whatever, what's going on. And it's very, very 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in, a, in a way that I sometimes just find funny because it's so in that time period. Um, but this new one, because Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. He's really flying planes that, that you know. In the trailer, there is a shot of him like taking off, like with the, the camera strapped to the front, and it's clearly him, okay. clearly really flying a plane. And so I'm just I'm in it for the same reason I'm in to Mission Impossible, which is like I'm gonna just go and see what he does. You actually want to see Tom break his ankle yeah. in real life. Yeah, yeah, and they keep it in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, it's a good shot. It's a great shot. So I'm I'm just excited to see how the spectacle of it in IMAX and just the thrill of that. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Okay. All right. Well, again, I mean, I, I, I'll have to go back and revisit because I haven't seen it since it came out mm. and I just sat through the whole screening going harumph. Yeah, sure. You know, because I just, I had all this baggage about it. And then later on I interviewed Tim Robbins and, um, and he, and he said, yeah, you want to look into how that film got financed. He said, you know, that film could not have got made without the cooperation of the of the navy, mm-hmm. and he said so. Basically, it is it is paid for propaganda. Sure, <laughs> you know, yes, so. I don't doubt it. Yeah. The end is inevitable, Maverick. You're kind of headed for extinction. Maybe so, sir. But not today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. August, Bill and Ted. 
I'm excited about now that. that is, no, but is, is Bill and Ted pre your... It's pre my pre era, you, right? but okay. I, I, I discovered it okay. in a way, way, way that people do. So um, for me, Bill and Ted was always Wayne's World before. Well, I know that Wayne's World was on television beforehand, but I saw Bill and Ted before I saw Wayne's World. And when I saw Wayne's World, I just thought, why are you doing Bill and Ted? I know that the, 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 the Saturday Night Live sketch predates Bill and... Oh, you know, there's an argument. But I, the first Bill and Ted I loved, and then the yeah. second Bill and Ted I was so relieved by because it made me laugh all over again. <laughs> and now after all these years to have when they mentioned when they announced they were making a third Bill and Ted I was I was beside myself and they've got daughters and you know they're going to do some jokes about them being too alike to each other and like it's going to be that again and Um, you know I'm I'm I think I don't know how they can mess it up because like they just need to do it again. I'm sure they can find a way of messing it sure. up, but I'm just hoping that they haven't found it because yeah. I because I have such affection for those characters. And they're so like the, the films are so handmade. Like <laughs> I, I think that's part of the charm, and I hope that they don't lose so that. Aspect. They are <laughs> well, particularly Bill and Ted too. Yeah. they're all walking around with sort of styrofoam, you know, costumes yeah. and everything. It makes Star Trek look kind of glamorous, <laughs> but it is really funny. Yeah, I think it's so. really properly funny. There is some language in especially the second one that's aged quite badly I really like where they use a gay slur oh when's that yeah they use it quite often <clears throat> um, but like it's just it's just it's just something that they go well that, that shows that how era. long ago I saw it I didn't yeah. even notice yeah it's, it's one of those things that I, so I, I think I watched I rewatched them Recently. So they haven't aged well. So in, they've they've aged fine. Okay. But like it's just occasionally there's like okay. oh yeah that was a different time like and it's the, right and it's not just like the villains are saying it like okay. Bill and Ted also will okay. say it. Okay. Um, so there's things like that. Well, that you, so you can you can fling that same accusation about Wayne's World. Totally. I mean there are whole things there's, in Wayne's there's World. There's so now many go, comedies and things like that yeah. that we can look back on and go oh that's not great is it? But like it was a, you you have I, in my opinion you have to separate sometimes time from things and be like well, that was acceptable then it doesn't mean it was right but like you can't like blame the film and, d- and condemn it because of that it does have the phrase full on robot chubby which is still a favourite for me that's what I mean the language is a bit <laughs> weird <laughs> uh, okay so that sees us through to sep- now two things in September which I'm really excited about there is this Many Saints of Newark thing, which is a Sopranos prequel, right? Oh, right, okay. Okay, which I know nothing about. I know about, nothing about okay, this either. Other than that, but before that, Last Night in Soho, the Edgar Wright film, which yep. he has just been over here editing. So he's, this is December that we're talking, last year, when you're watching this now. It's like a Christopher Nolan movie, isn't it? <laughs> um, and I, I, was, up. I was on stage with Edgar, and he's editing simultaneously Last Night in Soho and the Sparks documentary. He's making, he's editing the two of them at the same time. Last night, so I am really, really excited I'm about. I'm super excited about it. It's a horror film, isn't it? As far as I understand, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think it, I think it owes some inspirational debt to American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. And he has shot in Soho. Yeah. Because um, he actually, funnily enough, he, one of the things he was saying was, when you look back at American Werewolf now, you're astonished that they managed to shoot that stuff, in particular mm-hmm. the finale, where they managed to shoot it. And I'm a really big fan of Edgar's stuff. I think yeah. he's a really, really interesting. He, I love Baby Driver. He's the filmmaker that shaped my entire generation. Like every person who wants to be a filmmaker or make something ended up ripping off Edgar Wright at first. Okay. Like the, the 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 way that he like pieces scenes together. He's very very trademark editing. Uh, the quick cuts yeah. to things like everybody tried to do that first. That's what everybody was trying to go for. Um, he's also cast. I can't what her name is, but she's fantastic. And you tell joy. Yes. 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 Who I'm, is fantastic? Who's in the Vavitch? Yes. And she's so good. And I'm so excited to see her in, in something like this with the energy that yeah. Edgar Wright has got. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I wasn't a massive fan of baby driver. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. What, did, found, what did you not like? I found some of it a bit too functional. Like I think that, 
like the story was interesting and it's somebody dealing with themselves and not being able to like you know understand like how they can feel one way and do another thing and the way that he demonstrated that was you know it's classic stuff i get it i get what he's referencing but it was like him looking at himself in a reflection and that was i was like oh it's a bit i was like it's a bit functional but like I do tend to go back to Baby Driver, okay. weirdly. I think there's something about the aesthetics and the, and, the, and the rhythm of it that I find fun, but I find it frustrating, I think. Okay. I, I, just, I just wanted think, more of that from I think it's a musical. I mean, I just You're think, right. I just think that... The, the, you I'm know, a sourpuss about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 you are. I think, it, I think it works really well, and I've seen it a few times now, and I, mm. just, I just find it, th I find it thrilling. I, I love... I just love the choreography of it, yeah. and I love the... And he has made all the other car chasers sort of like look balletic and yeah yeah and i know it's i mean he's yeah he's right yeah no he said other cultures yeah you know yeah. i think it, i think it is i think the car stuff is up there with the great car and i love the french connection and i love bullet and you know but i, I think baby driver is, is i was fine. very very happy that it won a bafta for sound i think and, oh yeah, and yeah maybe editing it, as well because yeah, the editing is astonishing yeah. isn't it absolutely astonishing yeah I'm, I'm i'm just excited to see how he can use that technique in a horror and of course we have Ansel Elgort coming in yeah. West Side Story at the end of the year which I yeah which I, is also starring Rachel Ziegler who is this up-and-coming uh, actress who is is an unknown okay. um, and she had a video go viral and people think it's something to do with that as to why she got cast but it's nothing to do with that um, but Steven Spielberg just found this 17 year old okay. girl who's incredibly talented and she's like a big fan of like my friend Dodie and things like that so it's this very strange thing where like people who are fans of like things that I've been making online and things like that, and people that I know are now in Steven Spielberg films. It's like this very weird marrying of Yeah, but you were having dinner with Ron Howard, so you know, <laughs> what do I know about anything? <laughs> but yeah, West Side Story. I'm 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 excited to see what Spielberg does with that because it's like the most low key thing he's done for years. I'm excited and worried because I, I, you know, I love West Side Story sure. and I, you know, with all the things that are wrong with it, I still love it. It's like one of those things about going back and visiting a classic. On the subject of which, when we get to October, we get Death on the Nile, which is the you know Branner doing right. the, the Poirot. Oh yeah, another Poirot. It, exactly. Yeah. Now, I mean, I. I liked my I so did Express. I. I'm so glad. People were so snotty about it. I that film. really, really liked it. I thought it was so much fun. And it looked I thought great. he was great in it as well. Yeah. And I was like, he directed this and did that performance. I yeah. thought he was fantastic. And the level the level of performance in his Poirot was great because the sort of the I think you see this in Knives Out. Did you mm, like Knives I Out? I loved Knives right, Out. Right, fine. So that whole thing when um, you know, Daniel Craig is doing uh, Blanc, you know, and it's this, this ripe, over-the-top comic performance. That is absolutely inspired to some extent by Peter Ustinov doing Poirot in, you know, in the, in the film version of Death on the Nile. But I, I think Bran is the right person for the job. I love the way Murder on the Orient Express looked. Mm -hmm. I thought they found a, a really... Because the thing with Murder on the Orient Express is everyone knows the solution. Yes. And I thought it was very... that They still made it interesting. And I, loved the, I really love the way it looks. So I'm really looking forward to that. Do we know anything about it? Do we know who's in it or anything? We probably do, but I don't. All sure. I know is that it's a Branner within with with him I'm because in. I because I, I know this sounds really stupid. I said the thing at the beginning about trying to see the thing that I don't know about. I do, I do specifically avoid trying you know finding trying out to about, know about things. Yeah, yeah, because I'm because particularly nowadays, it's so easy to turn your phone on and go, oh, yeah, you know. Now, now I, know I know something that yeah. I wish I didn't know, mm -hmm. you know, so and, and cameos given away. In, anyway, so so no, I don't. I just know that it's Branagh. Halloween Kills, same month. Yeah, excited about that? 
Yes, I'm excited. A, a, apparently, there's a tr it's a trilogy. It's a trilogy, yeah, and it's okay. gonna and that's gonna end. And I think that John Carpenter's still involved still. All I know is that I thought that the 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 one that we've just had yeah. was really great, and I thought Jamie Lee Curtis was really really good in it. I, I, I don't. I don't know that I want another two, but yeah. you know, but let's see. You That's know. how I feel as well. Is that like that one felt like we're putting this to bed, yeah. and then it felt like oh, it was a massive success. Let's do a trilogy. Yeah. Um, and I like David Gordon Green, um, and I think Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis has finally found. I think she feels satisfied by this. Yeah. Forty years later, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's having an absolutely. Br I mean, with that and knives. I mean, yeah. she is like the she's career best performances. I completely agree. Yeah. And she's, you know, the, the production role in the Halloween things, it's like she now has ownership of it, mm -hmm. which is which is great. The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode isn't over. On October 16th, 2020, Halloween kills. Get out of here! And on October 15th, 2021. Happy Halloween, Michael. Halloween ends. Then we get to November, and the two things that stand out for me, The Eternals, which I know almost nothing about, and then Dune. And I interviewed Ooh. Rebecca Ferguson, and I said, what can you tell me about Dune? And she said, well, all I can tell you is it's going to be amazing, and it looks like it's Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. And Who's shooting it? It's Hoiter, isn't it? Yes, it is Hoiter. Ho Hoity Van Hoity Hoit. Because Nolan had to get a different editor. So he had, no, he had to get a different DOP and a different composer. Because they... Zimmer wanted to do Dune. That's interesting. So it's uh, Ludwig... Um, Goranson. Goranson, who's doing Tenet. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm really excited about and June. And I think Lee, I think Lee Smith might be doing it as well. So I think he's got a different. Okay. Edit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm really really excited about it. Not least because I think that the Lynch Dune never worked. But it. it but I never saw it. Oh, okay. You never I, saw seen, I don't. I know oh, nothing about June. I just know that it's one of these big. And you never read the book. Never read the book, so I've just heard that it's again similar to Watchmen, which I mentioned earlier. It's one of these ones that's hailed to be unadaptable. Yes. And so. I mean, famously, that's what we we end up. The reason that we had Alien was because Hodorowsky was doing Dune, and they got in Giga to do the designs for Dune, mm -hmm. and then the whole thing fell down. And then when Alien came, came into being Hodorowsky kind of came with the rem because Alien comes out of the remnants of that yeah. Dune production and um, you know because the, the Lynch Dune was I mean but he always he did Dune in order to do Blue Velvet that was mm -hmm. kind of the, the payoff and it never worked but it had moments in it that were good it was you know it was it was it was just too much to get. but I think that Denis Villeneuve actually probably could wrestle it into some kind of shape I think so too I think that Denis Villeneuve is I think that Blade Runner 2049 was great is, I, I, I don't like to throw this word around but I think it might be a masterpiece yeah. I think it is so it gets better every time I watch it yeah. I think Arrival is outstanding I love Arrival it is outstanding I remember the first I mean spoilers everybody if you haven't seen Arrival please watch Arrival but like there's a moment in Arrival when I was watching it the first time in the cinema and I literally giddily turned to my friend and shook him and went, it's about time, it's about time. And I was like, it just the way that it uses the audience's perception of how narrative works mm. against you as a twist in yeah. the film. Have you read the short story? I haven't. The brilliant thing about it is, because the, the short story just tells you, doesn't it? Well, yes, it does. But in the same way as you forget the film tells you, at the very beginning, the very beginning of the film, yeah. she says the thing about, you know, I thought this was the... And the, the short story absolutely draws on all that stuff from Kurt Vonnegut and Kilgore Trout and the Trout from Adorians perceiving time in a different way. Mm -hmm. 
And I was, I mean, when I was a kid, I just read Kurt Vonnegut. I loved Kurt Vonnegut. And that was one of the things that Vonnegut was absolutely obsessed with, was the idea of time. And this comes back to the Chris Nolan stuff. Yeah. It's all that kind of thing about the way in which you perceive time is, I and mean, there's a brilliant bit in um, Slaughterhouse-Five in which Billy Pilgrim discovers that the Tralfamadorians see time as a whole rather than as a thing. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, that's brilliant because now it means you can, you don't have wars or anything. You go, no, no, we have wars. We just... Have, we just perceive them in a different way. And I, Arrival yeah. was one of those movies when, as you say, you go, yeah, you know, and, it, and, 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 I, actually, I and actually the weird thing is when you know what's going on, it's better. Yeah. Because the second time round, it's... It's a completely different it's experience. so good. Yeah. It's so great. And I, I, lo I love, like, Nolan and Denis Villeneuve and people who use time in cinema and they make it a, a part of the narrative. But I also love, lately, Greta Gerwig's approach to to cinema i think also has a similar relationship with time but she doesn't point it out okay i think that ladybird and little women especially little women actually mm. um use time in is, a very like is greta gerwig making the barbie film i think i did hear about this with noah baumbach writing the script and margot robbie starring right this sounds made i'm up. gonna go in, no i'm gonna i'm about to go from here to, for, to noah baumbach and i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna by, by the time you this. watch this this will all be but uh, it's i look don't look maybe yeah yeah. All right. Sure. <laughs> okay. So look, that's taking us to the end of the year. What am I missing? What are the things that you're, that you? I mean, I, I thought it was pretty thorough. That was. I mean, that was. It pretty was pretty thorough. thorough. That was pretty. Thorough. I did my homework. The thing I wanted to talk about was a look ahead to the to, to the awards. Okay. And I wanted to know what your thoughts were. You mean the Oscars? In the Oscars and the Baftas, who are we thinking is going to be leading the way at this time, uh, where we're sitting right now? Okay. So I think that Hilda Goodenadotte will win Best Score. I hope she does. Yeah. I mean, I think there's no question about her nomination. I think, I think that she'll Randy win. Newman should be nominated for Marriage Story as well. I thought his yeah, okay, score yeah, that's was good. really yeah, yeah. unique. And Thomas Newman will get nominated for 1917. Sure. But I think that Hilda Goodenadotte will win. I hope she does. I don't know what else will happen with Joker because I do. I was talking just last night to a very good friend of mine within the industry who said you have to remember that an awful lot of the academy voters are 70 year old farts who yeah. hate joker yeah and so i, I think and so, you know, when, when we talked about joker i know i, I like, thought i actually thought it wasn't even yeah. going to get nominated for best film because of the backlash against yeah it, but, i was like hand him the award now who's yeah. going to compete with him and now where i'm sitting now i'm like i think he'll get nominated but I would give it wholeheartedly to Adam Driver in Marriage Story, who I thought do you was think he'll, Do you think he will win? I think at the moment it seems like he's on the right track to win. Okay. I think emotionally, just personally, I would want him to win because I thought it was so beautiful what he did, so quiet and, and complex and nuanced. Yeah, except when he sings the song. I love that. I know, so do I, but that's the one bit that's not quiet because he uh, says the yeah, bit when sure. he says, you know, yeah, 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 being alive. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm so not good. even a Sondheim fan, but I thought, wow. Yeah, I, like, and I think that's the clip they'll show. And I think that's weird, but I reckon that's the bit that okay. stands out. But I think he should, and I hopefully think he will win. Um, I always, I also think that Parasite is undoubtedly going to win for best foreign, foreign language, language and hopefully just gets no nominated. Is it, I haven't even seen the front. Is it, it is up for foreign language film. Oh, it's not. There's no. It's not been revealed or anything Fine, okay. yet. There's nothing like, but I, no, nothing's been nominated. No, but it has been. It has been submitted. It is the official submission. Oh, it, is, I it must be. Yes. I hopefully fun. it gets nominated for best it's picture. Because well. there's this weird thing about the way the Oscars work is that foreign language film have to be submitted by the country. In oh, the BAFTAs, right. film film not in the English language is any film not in the English mm. language. At the Oscars, it's like the French film has to be submitted by France. Right. And, the, and you go. 
why? Because foreign countries are only allowed to have one good film a year. Yeah. It's like this really nuts selection yeah, process. Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, I know. And I, it's, so I've I've never fully understood. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that the, the you know the Oscars have, have always had a, a botch with uh, with that. But I mean, I yeah no, I absolutely love Parasite. I I, I the Adam Driver thing is interesting. Uh, there is the Netflix thing counting against it, but I yeah. think that maybe, maybe the Oscars have kind of got over that despite Steven Spielberg and it all that. It feels like they might have because I think The Irishman's going to be a big hitter as well. I think The Irishman's going to get nominated for a oh, lot of Oh, do you things. think? Okay. I think I, I'm just getting the feeling that it might get nominated for a lot Because I mean, Roma won Best Picture, so that's kind of... No, it know, didn't. It didn't. What did? Green Book won Best Picture. Oh, no. Oh, so, <laughs> oh yes, of course. No, you're absolutely right. Roma, Roma won, won Best BAFTA. Foreign Language Film. Yeah, and, and it won, won BAFTAs and he won Director. Okay, can I just say that... Is, a, is the driving Miss Daisy case in point. It's less than a year ago, and I've already completely forgotten about yeah. Green Book. Yeah. Oh, my word. I know, yeah. Oh, my word. It didn't. It won Best Foreign Language Film. Yeah. Because Green Book <laughs> this is, beat yeah. Black Klansman. Yeah. I mean, that is the driving... If you've Spike Lee, right? Yeah. That's twice. Yeah. That's he won, tw- they, they gave him a screenplay. Yeah, but that's twice. Uh, you lost out to Driving Miss Daisy and then you yeah. lost out to Green Book, the film that no one can remember, the yeah. film that less than a year later I'd forgotten existed. Yep. It's, Good heavens. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm hoping, because it's been such a great year for film, I'm hoping that that sort of thing doesn't happen again this year, but who knows what will happen. Um, but I've just got, a, a good feeling about like Marriage Story, Parasite, The Irishman. I hope my as well. Like a thing that I have my fingers crossed for is that I hope that Shia LaBeouf wins for screenplay for Honey Boy, oh, okay. because that film was written for as a, as a therapy exercise. I know in rehab. In rehab, and now has become this the story. And I think that that is a great Oscar story as well. I think they'll love that, okay. like turning your pain into art and here it is and here's an award for it. Like, well done. I think that that's a great Oscar okay. story, but I also just, I commend it. Have you seen Uncut Gems yet? No. You see, because I haven't seen it yet, but everyone tells me, everyone keeps saying Uncut Gems, you know how much you love Punch Drunk Love, and you know, I mean, I love the Safties anyway. They keep saying, Adam Sandler, yeah. up for an Oscar. And I mean, that's, you know, there's part it's of me a, It's, it's going to be a packed category. Like, at the it moment, is. it's like Joaquin Phoenix, there's Adam Sandler, there's Robert De Niro, there's Adam Driver. You know, there's there's so many brilliant performances at the moment that I'm like, I don't know yeah, where the, I, it's going to go. The only thing I think is safe money. I've got to go in a minute because I've got to go and see Noah Baumbach. Okay. He's literally, he's waiting at a hotel going, where is he? It's like, <laughs> you know, it comes a Friday, he doesn't ring, he doesn't write. Um, I think the only dead cert, and I will say this, I go think on. this is a dead cert, is Hilda Goodner-Dotter. I think that is an absolute, not least because it's a way of, I mean, firstly, her score is brilliant. It is. But secondly, it's a way of giving an Oscar to Joker Without giving an Oscar to Joker, yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, we love the score, mm-hmm. and I think I think that <laughs> I think that, that those are the, I don't think I don't think it's going to get nominated for picture. I'll be surprised if it does. But no, it's, and director, it's, no, but, and it, like but, that. but it won't, isn't it? Won't it get nominated because they they have the expanding category that can go up to nine, and they want a blockbuster in there, and that is a blockbuster because it's the biggest maybe, selling R-rated the, movie. The, the other one is maybe Endgame gets in there as well as like because another one that I was rooting You've for Endgame for best picture rather than Joker. That's I not wouldn't do that. I wouldn't no. do that. But like another thing I was I was rooting for, but I don't think will happen now was Robert Downey Jr. for for actor as well. Yeah, yeah, for, for yeah, doing yeah. ten years of a character yeah. arc that's not been you know done before. So yeah, like. I think it's a very exciting year and I hope it doesn't disappoint because it's been such a strong year. It'd be such a, so disappointing if what's another this, Green Book happens. Okay. Yeah, what, what is this year's Green Book? I'm just trying year? to think, what's the, what's the bland middle of the road? Mm. I don't know if it's happened yet. 
Maybe, I mean, actually, if, if Joker won, I'd be like, oh, come on. Like, really? I, I genuinely would, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I mean, it won't, like, though. It won't. It won't. If it gets nominated, I think that'll be as far as it goes. I have to go, because I have to go and talk to Noah Baumbach. Well, thank you for, for talking to me about it's next fine. year. <laughs> and I'll see you next, next year? year, but this year. Yeah, sure. Timey-wimey. Tenet. Nolan. Well, there we go. That's me and Jack Howard looking ahead to the year in film 2020. If you enjoyed the podcast and you'd like to hear a version of it without adverts and with some added video extras, then why not visit our Patreon page? Remember to subscribe, tell your friends, keep watching the skies. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.